welcome in to another edition of Home Run Throwback. This is actually going to be a little bit different. We're going to do Home Run Throwback daily this year. So a quick five to ten minute podcast start out your morning with everything that you need to know from Titans training camp starting out. And then obviously we'll get into the preseason, regular season, all of that stuff. So I am Jimmy Morris, BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Check out our website, BroadwaySportsMedia.com, for everything you need to know about the Titans. Especially if we're going as we're going into training camp, we've got storylines to watch, we've got roster projections, we'll have daily updates, all of that stuff that you need. So that's going to be your place for all your Titans needs. BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Yesterday was the opening press conference of training camp with Mike Vrabel. It was really, really good to see the media back there in front of Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel at the podium instead of on Zoom. All that stuff was really cool to see. So it felt a little bit like, I don't know if you watched Parks and Recreation, but the episode, I think it's the beginning of season three, when the government's been shut down, but they're coming back, and Leslie Nope's driving around, telling everybody we're back. She chucks Jerry's uh, painting into the lake. Um, It just kind of reminded me of that, like that energy. Hey, we're back. Let's go. it's, It's the start of mainly back to normalcy for things around the NFL. So... Um, you know, the, the, the training camp press conference obviously started off with vaccine questions. So, you know, not completely back to, I guess, pre-COVID normalcy. But, you know, and Mike Vrabel said pretty much what you would expect him to say. He said he's comfortable with where his team is as far as the vaccinations go. He said that, um, you know, they're, they will continue to educate players on that. And, you know, look, you've probably read a lot about what the NFL has done as far as um, the vaccines and the protocols and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, the NFL can't force players to get vaccinated because it's not collectively bargained you know, in, into, the, into the agreement. So they have basically done everything they can to force it without actually being able to force it and giving you a, a lot of, I mean, competitive advantages, really, if you're vaccinated. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, we've already seen in baseball a few times where players that are vaccinated test positive, they have to sit out. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a whole new world that we're in. It's, it's a whole new world that we've been in for the last, you know, year plus now. So it'll be, it'll, we'll just have to watch and see what happens. I mean, obviously the Titans were the first team last year to really experience an outbreak, and we know all the, you know, issues that that caused. So, like I said, we'll just have to see how it goes. But, you know, Vrabel did say yesterday basically that, you won't be able to tell a difference on the practice field if guys are vaccinated or not. Now, the NFL PA or the NFL, I guess, has come out uh, this morning, being Wednesday morning, and, and basically given a little bit stronger guidelines on what unvaccinated players can and can't do. And so it sounds like they're going to require unvaccinated players to wear masks during stretching periods. So you'll be able to tell who is and who is. And listen, I don't want to get into all that because there's just there's so much that goes into that. And, you know, players and I'm a firm believer that people in life make their own choices and they have their reasons for making their own choices. And that's, you know, their deal uh, with, with whatever it is. But you're going to see a lot, especially here early in camp, about looking out and who's out there, who's got a mask on, who doesn't, all of that kind of stuff. I will say that, again, from a competitive standpoint, you're going to feel a little bit better about the team if you see the you know the vast majority out there without masks because, because again the the testing protocols are are less strict the if you do test positive um, the return to play is much quicker so from just a f- on the field football standpoint you would hope that the majority of the players are just because it's going to 
it should open you up to less risk down the road of guys missing games. So that's really all I have to say about that. It'll be something that'll be talked about a lot here at the beginning of camp, and hopefully as we move into the season, it will go away. Um, you know, I, I thought one point that Variable made yesterday was interesting. He highlighted three guys, Anthony Ferkser, Tierra Tart, and Christian Fulton, who came in looking different than when they left last year. And listen, if, if you've paid much attention to Vrabel as he's been the coach here, you know that he, he he's not big on like singling guys out for individual accomplishments. Um, very much a team guy. The team did this. The team didn't do that. You know, whatever it may be, and, and positive or negative. I mean, he, he's not he's not one to single guys out. Thought it was interesting that he highlighted those three guys, and I take that as a really good sign because those are three guys that have the opportunity to step into much larger roles than what they had last year. And, you know, kind of holes that the team has, right? Anthony Ferkser is a guy that we've seen do very well in the role that he's been in, the pass-catching tight end. Um, you know, last year when, when John New missed a game, he stepped up, had a really good game receiving. They're going to need him to do more this year. And so if he can develop his game a little bit as a blocker, he's never going to be John New, Delaney Walker. He's never going to be those guys as a blocker. But if he can develop that just a little bit with the, you know, add that to the passing game prowess that he has – then he's going to be a very valuable player for this team. Tierra Tart is going to have a role on that defensive line. You know, Daquan Jones is gone. You feel good about the guys that they've got up there with Simmons and Autry. I mean, it's going to be a fun defensive line to watch. But if he can take that next step, and we saw flashes from him last year, if he can take that next step, he's going to be a guy that there's a role for him there if he can step into it. And obviously Christian Fulton. I mean, you know, they took him in the second round in 2020, was hurt most of the year. Didn't we didn't get to see a whole lot from him? He played a little bit, but you know they're gonna. He, he's got to start. He's got to be one of their three guys. Um, you know, right off the jump because you you don't have Malcolm Butler, you don't have a Dory Jackson. They did sign you know Jack Rabbit Jenkins. They obviously drafted Caleb Farley in the first round. He starts camp on NFI, so not sure exactly when he'll be ready. You know, they we we feel good about Elijah Molden as well in the third round, but Fulton's gonna have a role. He's gonna have to be a starter on this team. So you know, good that. That there've been some there, there's some positive things, positive buzz, I guess, around him. Um, another thing, the kicking situation was obviously something that got brought up yesterday. I still think Stephen Goskowski is the kicker for this team in Week One. He's not here right now. Um, you know, they, Vrabel was asked about him yesterday. Vrabel just basically said he's an option as long as he hasn't retired. He hasn't retired yet. Vrabel made a joke about him living down the road. You know, there was a big thing about how he bought a house in Nashville or the Nashville area last year. I just, you know, Tucker McCann, Blake Heibel, like th- those guys, whatever. Um, but, you know, from the from the media reports you hear from those guys kicking McCann last year before he got hurt, you know, this year in, in OTAs, Heibel, I mean, th- they, they have not been impressive. And so I, I just really think that those guys are going to – they're gonna they're gonna have a competition. We're gonna get a couple weeks in a camp, and and Goskowski will be here. That, that's my prediction. Who knows? Maybe one of those guys takes off, and we don't have to worry about the kicking situation this year. That'd be awesome because it's been a couple of years since that's been the case. But I just really feel like Goskowski is gonna be here. Uh, Dylan Radens was another guy that was mentioned yesterday in the um, in, in the press conference. Uh, listen, he needs to start in week one at right tackle. He's a second round pick. They've invested a lot of capital in tackles in the draft, um, obviously with Isaiah Wilson, you know, flaming out like he did. Raidens needs to be your right tackle week one. I do think he has a little bit bigger, uh, you know, a, a bigger jump coming from a small school to the NFL. But Vrabel mentioned he's been in. He's been working with Lawan and Saffold. 
Um, he's hungry. He's ready to go. So, I mean, I, I hope that he can win that job over a Kendall Lamb. But we'll just that that's that's really right tackle is really one of the only you know starting battles that there is to watch in training camp, which is a good problem to have. But I, I just I really hope that he's able to take he's able to take that role. The other thing, like I said, Farley's on NFI, Bud Dupree is on PUP. Very well said. Those guys are in the building. They're they're doing their rehab. They're in meetings. All that stuff. So. I think we we will see those guys on the practice field before week one gets here. Um, I don't I don't know a timeline. Vrabel, I mean, you know, he's not going to give us a time a timeline because that's not his thing when it comes to injuries. But um, I I really hope we are able to see those guys get some work in in training camp because those are two guys that are obviously going to have to they're going to have to play a role for this team. I mean, not and not just play a role like they're going to have to be starters, impact players. You know, you give Dupree all that money. You, you draft Caleb Farley the first round. Those are guys you need to come in and play. And so it'll just be we'll – just, we'll just keep an eye on how they progress coming back from their injuries. All right, so that'll do it for, to, for today. Wednesday, the Titans are on the field this afternoon for the first time – or this morning, I guess, for the first time. So we will have some updates that come from that. I know that uh, I think John Robinson is scheduled to talk, or at least he's going to be on the radio later today. We should hear from Tannehill at the at the podium as well. So uh, we'll have updates from all of that tomorrow. Again, this is Home Run Throwback. We're going to call this Home Run Throwback daily, and then on Sunday nights we'll do the, the extended version of Home Run Throwback, which will include guests, include recaps from games, and all of that kind of stuff. But just search out Home Run Throwback wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get us there. Um, it, it'll be good. I promise we'll, we'll keep these concise. They'll usually be a little bit shorter than this, probably just kind of giving you the quick hitters on what it is that you need to know every morning. And then, like I said, the longer ones on Sunday nights. BarleySportsMedia.com is the website to check out all the stuff that we've got going on. Like I said, I, I promise you it'll be the best Titans coverage that you can find on the internet. I'm Jimmy Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at JMorrisMCM. Again, Broadway Sports Media, Home Run Throwback. That's how you search out the podcast. So, Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.